after weeks of some patchy form, win-loss, win-loss, the Cats finished off their last home-and-away game of the season down at Kenya Park against Carlton, 129-61. to Shades of the first half of the season in that match here, boys. Jake with me here, along with Ole, to recap what has been the end of the home-and-away season. And oncoming finals, we finish as minor premiers, Jake, after all we've talked about in the past month in terms of inconsistency, playing styles, albeit it was against a team that really didn't have much to play for in terms of top eight, but still a young team who were in good form in the prior matches. A great way to finish off the home away season and a great way to steal the minor premiership first. Yeah, it was um, it was a stressful and frustrating second half of the year, but um, it was good to just finish it off. I think the Cats were just keen to get get to the break with some form, um, but then you know we we have that discussion every year now of that you know the pre finals buy, which seems like it's hurt us since then. But um, I think it's a different uh, team all round this year, and it will be a different result come finals. But yeah, it was good to get a, a good solid win against Carlton, unlike the um, Gold Coast and Fremantle matches when we smashed them and it didn't help us at all. Um, it was good to just have a solid win and, and get some confidence and get to finals with you know, pretty minimal injuries and um, a couple of players coming back. So looking forward to Friday night, let me tell you. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, minimal injuries, as you say. The VFL match being played on the weekend. A few of the AFL boys did play. Lucky Henderson... Zach Guthrie picked up an injury along with um, Nathan Kruger and some others Jordan as well. Jordan Clark. Jordan Clark. So he won't feature against Collingwood upcoming on Friday. But for the large part, it's a, a good option to have a lot of players that may miss out for this match. And Tom Atkins, the one with an injury cloud over his name for this match, Oh. Whether he gets in or not, um, Chris Scott was actually on the AFL Footy Show on Sunday. Asked him just about the selections for the Collingwood match, and he said probably twenty twenty one locked in in his mind at this stage, but five or six will be stiff to miss out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that. It's basically that that last one or two spots that that a bunch of players are are playing for, I guess. Um, Generally, in terms of the form over the latter part of the season, um, whilst it's been you know the the pretty much a hundred percent fifty fifty, you know, split down the middle wins and losses since the um, middle of the year, I, I would be confident in saying that in the last month, Geelong's definitely had uh, had better form than than probably the month prior um you know a couple of uh disappointing results but um you know reasonable performance against um brisbane in hostile uh, conditions in a hostile environment as well um and you know managing to keep the kangaroos to one goal for the entirety of the game against them. And a new record for the kangaroos, yeah. yeah. And um, and obviously finishing off the the season well with a you know relatively convincing win against uh, Carlton that was um, essentially over midway through the game. Um, yeah. Uh, so there was. Somewhat lack of excitement, I guess, in the, in the crowd um, at that moment in the game. A few few people looking uh, two weeks ahead or you know fortnight ahead um, to the upcoming final and kind of thinking about who will be playing. Uh, now that's locked in. Obviously, we know mm. who we're playing and we know where we're playing them, and all the debate that's gone on. In relation to, to that of the the last uh, week and and a bit, but um, we'll get to that in 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 a few minutes, I'm sure. We sure will. But generally, uh, 
generally good and, and most things are set up to have a real crack at it and we'll just see how they go. We talked about training loads, I reckon, about six, seven weeks ago. About round 16, there was reports that the club were uh, training harder at times and reducing training loads so that at times when it comes to finals, when it comes to this time of the year, all the players are switched on. Now, we've probably got our best squad in terms of the lack of injuries on paper. Uh, really, when you have Sam Manigola struggling to get mm. into the team along with others, not sure if Hendo will play. Stanley has come in, had a fantastic match against Cruiser. Uh, Matthew Cruiser, mm. who's a, a great out-and-out tap ruckman. So to see Stanley beating him it's good signs. tap work as well as doing off-the-ball things. First 20 seconds, amazing tap work. Danger picks it up, kicks a goal. It, that's just signs of magic there. Mm-hmm. But, so in terms of the training load, I guess, yeah, how much do you read into that? I'm not quite sure. We'll see this Friday, I guess, but it's also good to see the stars for Geelong, the real quality players, play fantastic. Danger on fire, Gaz on fire, finishing off a fantastic year. Quentin Narkel also oh. solidified his place <laughs> for finals, yep. hasn't he? Yeah. Dalhouse played probably his best or second best game for Geelong too. Um, he did kick three goals, but he, he worked really hard for them he, and crumbed to the right spots um, and was at the right spots. And that's the reason he got those goals. It didn't just fall into his lap. Um, and he, we were talking um, just in our message group about the last couple of weeks he's made a about three or four, you know, efforts where he's just, you know, almost, well, he's definitely put himself in in danger to, you know, spoil or stop the ball from going any further. And, you know, some of his teammates have picked him up off the ground and like tapped him on the bum and ruffled his hair. And it's those sort of efforts, you know, reminiscent of Tom Stewart's effort against, you know, Buddy Franklin in that final Mm. where just sort of lifts the whole team up and, and that's, you know, it's only a little sign, but that's the sort of things you want to see heading into finals. Um, so that was a really positive thing. And talking about that training load, um, I think we'll we'll know in the first, you know, we'll know by quarter time on Friday night yeah. if it's real or if, or if it's bust. Um, yeah. I saw a stat during the week about Geelong. So our last four finals that we've played, our combined score for those first quarters was one goal 13. Mm-hmm. So that pretty much speaks yeah. for itself. So the yeah, start get is, a good, yeah, exactly. the start is more important start, than anything and, and they'd yeah. know that. And yeah. if we are doing a, an alternate training regime or doing something different, so we're fit and firing and ready to go at the bounce, um, we'll know for sure. But it's also a, a big mental thing too. And there's still some, um, there's still some finals things that have haunted this team for the last couple of years which will remain to be seen if they can get over that so yeah like I said we'll know what happens pretty in, early in due time, I would <laughs> exactly yeah and for me Collingwood is probably the ideal team that I'd want to play mm. um, having finished first I we raised this and we were debating whether we'd play Richmond and who would win out of Brisbane Richmond last week mm. the week prior actually <laughs> with no footy on it's mm. uh it's a long Getting time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so for me, I'd much rather have played Collingwood first round into the finals, having finished top four, then play Blood Hungry Richmond. Yes, they will have Jordan Ngoi back. Yes. Stevenson. Jaden Stevenson, Moore. first game back. Darcy Moore as well. Um, it'll help, I guess, with the big full forward out. Um, I mean, Grundy does most of the tap. Well, he will do all the tap work. But Reece Stanley did the job on him first game of the season. Yep. Back in Reece Stanley to solidify his place out of a few weeks out of action. Blitzarves doing some ruck work. Zach Smith being thrown into the team at times. Reece, after a solid game against Matthew Cruiser, he'll play on Grundy? Um, yeah, he will. Yep. Based on how well it worked in round one, I, I wouldn't expect him not to. Yeah, um, and just uh, just a 
point of um, making a statement um, in regards to some of the changes that are likely to to happen with the Collingwood lineup or um, uh, all the ins, yeah, yeah, back in. potential potential ins that they'll they'll bring back in um, from a you know blue and white coloured glasses perspective. Um, you'd be hoping that some of those players would be underdone um, yeah. and that they put the faith in them based on their name, mm. um, not necessarily based on form. And hopefully we can exploit that if... If it happens. If it happens. Yeah. We'll you'd, you'd hate as a Collingwood fan to see Darcy Moore's hamstring go in the first 10 minutes or the second quarter... Because he, he might have done his work, but yeah, it's just a, still a big haul. Even Stevenson coming back after only playing one BFL game is a big call. And to go, his hamstrings, you know, been an issue for him so far in his career. So hopefully for them, nothing happens. But yeah, it's, it is a big risk bringing, you know, potentially injured or recently injured players into finals for such a big yeah, game. Yeah, it's, it's a gamble it is that, a big... that you have to be willing to make. Um Collingwood sympathy aside, though. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, stuff them. Yeah. <laughs> We've got uh, our own uh, selection issues, I guess. We'll, we'll come up against a small forward line, mm. a, a complete small forward line, with a defence that, for the large part of the last month, we've played talls if we're putting Harry Taylor and Lockie Henderson together in that team together. Now, Hendo did play VFL last week. Whether that's to gain some form, whether that's to show keep selectors, him yeah. keep him going. Harry Taylor, you have to give him a lock, I guess. Yep. Experience, he's had a great season. Yep, so there will be... The back line's interesting for me. Another player and where he plays as well. Last couple of weeks, we've raised his name. We've talked about him a bit. I'll raise his name again. He kicked two goals, two on the weekend in wet weather. Wet weather actually suits him, I think. He's he's much much better in in those um, in in that sort of game. The great kick, fantastic left boot, mm-hmm. but I guess having Jordan Clark out has maybe hurt us in terms of our rebound game. Zach Tui, does he play forward? I I don't think he does. No, I based you know reading the tea leaves, Hendo comes out. Till he goes back and, you know, Atkins probably comes in. Um, that's probably the preferred thing that I'd like to see anyway. Um, you know, potentially Gary Rowan comes out as well with that knee knock or weird calf injury that he seems to be having and he, and he just hasn't been performing anyway on top of that. Um, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought we'd be changing around things too much like the Collingwood side would be. But, yeah, based on Hendo playing VFL, it looks like he'll be out Tui will go back and he's proven he's a, he's a really good, reliable, small defender and can lock down on, you know, Elliot or Stevenson to go. Like all these small players. Um, one, Jed, Jed Buzel yeah, he's crucial in, in this yeah. game. Yeah, and an, another Henry forward well. that goes yeah. under the radar is Josh Thomas as well for yeah. Collingwood. He's been really consistent for the last couple of years too, especially last year. And, you know, it's sort of the case of you stop one and then another one bobs up. So mm. I feel like Tui dropping back along with Buse and, you know, potentially Stewart. Um, Coladashny's out of the team, so does he come in as well? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd back them to do the job and nullify them best they can. But yeah, I think Taylor, um, Henderson, and Blitzarves are just a little bit too tall. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Collingwood have a phenomenal spread of those mid-sized forwards that yeah. are pretty mobile and dynamic, and and that sort of thing. And that's where they get the, you know the majority of their scores. Uh, if they're not going through Mason Cox directly, and um, which hasn't you know, worked for them in this season, they can't. When well, obviously they can't the go through him if, if he's not fun. playing. So yeah. <laughs> he's not going to be on the field. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it has been a little bit more predictable. I would think they've been a little mm. bit predictable going to him um, more often than not when he was playing, but. Um, with him out of the team, again, it, it provides opportunities for exactly. Yeah, I'm and thinking it, Jamie and it Elliott. Throws, it throws yeah. the balance out a little bit, so mm. or it makes them just generally more unpredictable. So you have to be 
more on your toes as a defense. Yeah, and my check's really picked up in the absence of Cox. He's got a great yeah. mark. Yeah, he's yeah. been... And when he's your tallest forward, it, it makes things very unpredictable, especially with um, Jordan Roughhead out as well with concussion. It just really limits their options. But in doing that, it sort of opens up other avenues. They've got to be... They have to be creative to get their goal. So, yeah, it's a really interesting um, selection dilemma that's coming up. But... um. Yeah, I hate this week off. <laughs> the week off yeah. just uh, it just rattles me, and, and they sort of try and plug it with all these like awards and all these other things that are happening during the week, but it sort of just like leaves you wanting more and wanting the footy more. So PJ Witten Legends game kind yeah, of wet the appetite <laughs> was, a little bit. <laughs> terrible from all reports. But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not settling in Bartel, but yeah, um, double <laughs> double centuries with the scoreboard. Yeah, scoreboard, but that's uh, AFLX after all. Um, uh, no longer, no longer. Yeah, <laughs> and you just uh, you know, typical Richo at the end. The, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> spraying the set shot, but yeah. Speaking of spraying, I'm I'm just looking at the uh, the, the the forecast here, and there's a bit of rain. I Is think it? for Friday, 13 degrees on Friday up at Melbourne. That suits us. We don't mind. I, wet weather, I prefer yeah. wet weather yeah. game. Yeah. So that yeah. doesn't phase us too much. It, it actually it helps us with with, with, our, with our small mm. half forwards and um, David King, who I seem to be quoting almost weekly now on the um, on this podcast on his Monday morning sessions with Jared, was saying he's really excited to see all of our small half forwards and small forwards go to work and Myers, Dalhouse, Atkins all these sort of players, like imagine what they can do in a final. It's exciting to think about and, you know, a wet weather game lends them, lends itself to those types of players. So Chris Scott was actually on the record saying that they've been training specifically for wet weather games mm. um, as part of their routine. Yep. So it's obviously in their mind come finals that, yes, there could be a night, e.g. this Friday, where some rain pours down or... It's the grounds are a bit dewy, and yeah, that's when the tactics will, will come into play. Mm. Gary Rowan and Zach Tilly have played the last few games up forward. Now, for me, say what you will about Tilly's form or whether he should be up forward, but for me, at least they provide a marking presence in the absence of Sam Mandagola, and especially in the weekend when we register 129 points and Hawkins. Was had the most minimal effect out of yep. any player yep. in the Cats twenty two. Mm-hmm. So it, it it says something that uh, yeah he's taking the up space. Is, he's is, he's taking up a, a defender or two. Yeah, and um, and other players are doing other players that are really work. filling a void and being able to yeah find space between there. Mm. But having those marking targets, we know Tui can take a grab. Mm. We know we've seen the first 10, 11 rounds of the season. We know Gary Rowan can take a big mark for a six foot three player who's called a small forward by a lot of commentators, mm. which I don't quite understand. It's just a speedster. <laughs> um, raise them both. Take them both out. Is that too big a stretch? Oh, Atkins in till he goes back. Uh, I just, I would prefer to see Gary Rowan just play. You know, there's a lot of, um, provides a lot of energy when he's, when he's up and about. There's obvious X factor there. You need X factor in finals. Um, it can be the difference. If he's on, he can win us a game in a matter of 10 minutes. Um, and, you know, it's a one-off game. He, he, you know, for all, for all we know, he could, he could turn it on or he could have, you know, touch wood, have a complete stinker. It's, you know, he's one of these up and down types. Um, but, you know, just based off of, you know, the the rawness of his ability, kind of, the, you know, like just what he's able to do um, athletically and just with uh, limited touches. You know, we've made comparisons to Cyril Rioli in the, in, in the past. Um, 
and you want those sorts of players in your team in the big games because they can have an impact in in big moments. Mm. If they have a moment where they do something awesome, um, the you know the boys really get around that and, mm. and they can um, you can lift the the whole team in in one moment. If he chases someone down, tackles them, goes back and drills it from fifty. He's going to be absolutely, you know, up and about, yeah. and, before, and mm. you know, and that just that energy, everyone's going to be feeling. So, um, yeah, you know, I I would want to see him, um, in finals, and I hope that uh, he can return to the form of the start of the year and kind of um, put some of his previous finals form, um. So bad in, in a sense because we've mm. we've known that he's kind of yeah faded in and out of finals in the past, but he has you know so much potential, so much ability um, to have impact with limited opportunities. Just have to see how it goes. Uh, in terms of um, Tui, he did enough to probably warrant a spot. Probably not in his ideal position obviously to be playing up forward but his um his work with the snaps and his marking ability is definitely not questionable i mean it's you know i'm pretty confident with him um taking marks going back and having set shots so yeah. we'll see how we'll see how it goes I liked him I so much many, better as, I, as yeah. that type of forward instead of like the lockdown forward yeah. role that he was playing against yeah. Brisbane. I don't know how many um how much we want to change. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm yeah, I'm not I'm not one for sweeping changes anyway. Yeah. Most weeks. Yeah. I like the continuity if the team's doing well, you know. If it's not broken, don't fix it type thing. Mm. Um but uh Sometimes you have to take risks in, in, in finals. Sometimes they'll, they'll come off and sometimes they won't. But if, you know, if you're going to be daring and do, do something a bit different um, to kind of catch the other team out, a final is, is the time to do it. So we'll see what happens or unleashing Quinton Narkle a couple of weeks before yeah finals. it's so, yeah. a good little play him into form. that's oh, perfect, yeah. probably the perfect so time to, be to see him yeah, perfect I think time to be playing him actually yeah. Nakaya Cockatoo named it full forward <laughs> <laughs> that's too much of a risk <laughs> yeah now Cocky's signed a one year yep. extension so can't wait for, for 2020 to see just get him on the park yep. just get him there exactly yeah I agree with you all in terms of yeah, the selection there. Given that I think it will be, hopefully it'll be a bit wet weather game. Mm-hmm. So if it is, I think that'll play into our hands. Till you up for it, yep. Wouldn't mind that I'd keep it for this game, given Menengola has been out of the team recently. So to put him in, um, especially against Collingwood, would be a, a big move. It would be a really big Chess place to, to make. Mm. Um, and yeah, Gary Rowan, yeah, Gary the pre workout Rowan, he, <laughs> he only needs one scoop. <laughs> and he's good to go. And he's good to go, yeah. I, it's that X factor ability that you talk about. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll just see what what type of BSC he gets into his system before the <laughs> bit game. Of, bit of C4 or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, Explosive. Tom Atkins will be the interesting one for me, given that I think on Sunday, Scott was naming 2021 20, players in his mind that are locks right now. And I think that the high majority of those players would be ones that played against Brisbane or Carlton. Um, so Tom Atkins coming back from injury, he'd be one that would be... He, he was quoted as saying today, Scott, that he can't see how Atkins doesn't get back into the team. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty glowing endorsement for him being back. Yeah. The only reason he was out was because of that hand, broken yep. hand or whatever he had. 
And Atkins does play a finals brand of footy. Oh, it's yeah. that Max Rook wrecking ball finals brand of footy. That... Like he yeah, like he did in against Collingwood in round one. Like he was he was doing it back then. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, in, in, Get him in. <laughs> first ever game yeah. of AFL. Yeah, think. like when he did that, he had that one-handed mark and balked around Scott Pendlebury, I think it was, and hit Selwood on his chest from like 50 metres away. I was, yeah. yeah. What the just, heck? Like, this is amazing. Wonderful <laughs> so hopefully you can repeat that. Yeah. The commentators have switched on in terms of our second half of the season, what we were harping about in the first half before the bye in terms of really when, yep, when we're content, when our contested game is on, we win the match, and yep. it's usually quite simple as that for the Cats. We're up against the likes of Pendlebury, still side bottom, Adams, Adams, Trelaw, along with a group of midfielders, boards that can play mm. interplay roles. So, will this be a game that's pretty much won and lost in the centre, or will our defence have to step up at times? For me, it'll be really, really interesting to see how much Stanley can mitigate Grundy's influence. Mm. Can TK get loose or danger for a spell? I feel like danger is in um, Quentin Nichol season, that. Se- you know, season best form at yeah. this point in time. Danger's yeah. peaked, yeah. Um, and you know, if he gets if he gets going and takes over a game, mm. good luck stopping him because. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of internal drive in that in that man to win a premiership. Yeah, and he'd or, want to go deep playing into mid finals to start and, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he 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 plays like a man possessed every week. Imagine what it's like in a final if he's up and about. Hmm. Joel Selwood, we know he's been playing on the wing this season. Different role for Joel. Mm. Hasn't amassed the amount of disposals that we're used to from Captain Courageous. Do you think, in a way, having not seen as much of the ball and not being involved in as many of the hard knocks could help him come finals when, at times, we have seen him come in and play centre? He really might have that extra bit of fitness or just the extra... Just hasn't been knocked around. Yeah. 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 Like, is it a time to kind of just unleash him in the middle? Yeah, well... As as far as I'm concerned, his season starts now. <laughs> he he was he's been he's built for finals. Like this is like this he's he's what he's awakened. <laughs> yeah. He uh, ideally he, yeah. He is... ties with Jimmy Bartel's club record of twenty eight finals in this game. So it goes to show like how many finals he's played. He's mm. played more finals than most people have actually played normal games. So yeah, him and Harry Taylor, they've been around forever. They're 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 old and they're falling apart, but they're ready to go. They know what to do. Like Luke Hodge. Like you look at Luke Hodge and mm. he he would be chomping at the bit to play finals with this young Brisbane team. And like that's exactly why Brisbane got him to that club because he would just be like, you know, yawn, walk out, <laughs> play yeah, the final. I've done this. Yeah, same with Selwood. Like he, yeah, he knows exactly what to do. And, you know, he, he might only get 20 touches, but he, there'll be 20 Joel Selwood touches in a final. So mm. they'll be worth it. He knows what to do, and he'll 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 put his body where he needs to yep. to 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 help the team. Yeah. And it's the same sort of uh, logical decision um, behind the possible recruitment of um, uh, Sean Burgoyne to the Suns. I would, yeah. I would think same kind thing. of get yeah, some experience, some of that in, experience into <laughs> yeah. the into their squad. Mm. Um, someone who's played in in big games because they need any experience and all experience that they can get. The they need everything they can get at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Finishing first, the minor premiers, and after a fantastic run before the bye, some inconsistent win loss, win loss, win loss form post buy. Having said that, we finished top of the ladder, minor premiers, which is strange to say because it's been a a doubtful last few months of yeah. football from the Cats and we enter playing probably the ideal team in my books. I wouldn't have wanted to play Richmond. No. Wouldn't have wanted to play another Victorian team. 
Carlton, sorry, Collingwood. <laughs> Carlton are definitely playing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Collingwood would, is my ideal team. Yeah. I think the only part, the only asterisk to that, Jake, is the the, the home final. The, the venue. Yeah. Scenario, <laughs> the, so. ven- the venue yeah. of where so we're playing. But I'm, yeah. I'm not too caught up about this because it is Collingwood who is the biggest club in the Australia, in the league. Um, I, I can understand how, even without the comments made from Gill about, regardless, we're not playing, you know, down in Geelong. If it was a Geelong Collingwood Grand Final, I would have expected them to have moved to the G anyway, because there is just that many people, and I know the rules are the rules, but it's probably going to be like a hundred thousand people there. If it was Brisbane and West Coast, like we've mentioned before, yes, then we rightfully should have got our home game down in Geelong, as we should have against Collingwood. But that's just. It's just not how it works. And people were saying the argument is like obviously the AFL, you know, trying to get their money and get the people in through the doors. But, um, yeah, this one I can sort of see the reasoning behind that because it is such a big, big club. Sure, I see the revenue reasoning. The opposing argument is just, um, you know, uh, I mean, the team that finishes first just yeah. deserves to to get yep. they, to cho- to choose where they get to play their game. Yeah. Um, and it stands to reason that Geelong would choose to play it at home. Mm. Um, if they have the the choice to do so, of course, because their form is generally better at home. Um, and that I don't think I think we may have mentioned this in the the last podcast. Mm. I don't think there'd be too many Geelong fans that would actually be too disappointed about getting locked out or missing out on a final if it meant that the team had a better chance to win. They would just watch it on TV and be happier that the that the team, you know, has a potential better chance to win because of the location of where they're playing. Um, I don't think that you know. I think they quickly would get over the. Uh, let's say disappointment the disappointment disappointment or the saltiness of missing out on that it's Geelong go out wherever and people would just be celebrating go out anywhere in Satchel anywhere down if you're going down Paco the next day for coffee if you're in this city and it would just be blue and white delight yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) but yeah there are for me the argument you've raised Jake there's the other side of the argument that the lock-in versus the revenue stakes mm-hmm. for the AFL. There's a third argument, which is posed by Cats fans, but which is ultimately the grand final is at the MCG. Yep. I agree, it should be at the MCG. Yep. We should be able to play games and win at yeah. the MCG. And we've said it all year. And it comes back to if we're good enough. If we're good enough, sure. But this is actually... <laughs> One of the the only times I think that I've agreed with um, a certain journalist who um, recently said, "What is the incentive of coming first and playing at the MCG when we know two thirds of the supporters there will be Collingwood fans?" Yeah. Um, and yeah. It's not a home match. It's an away match. Let's let's get this straight. There's no incentive in terms of this. We could have finished fourth. Collingwood could have had a blinder of a season. And finished top and it would be finished the same. Finished top and it would be the same. So we could have just scraped into the top four and it would be the year same. So, yes, I'm affiliating myself with Kane Corns here when he the says... The volcano. The volcano. <laughs> when he says, what is the incentive of playing... Yeah. Of, of making first when... Two thirds, more than that, mm. will be opposition fans, and that yeah, the extra sly dig from uh, Pendles, um, yeah, fronted the by Jonathan Brown and and Nickery Wold at yeah. the AA ceremony, which was caught on camera by a, a smug look from Gil McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, revenue speaks yeah. everything, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, but um. I mean, we just have to, you know, the cards have fallen where they may, and we just accept um, ultimately 
I don't think so. Though. I, I, I yeah, disagree. Though, for, I mean, for for now, we we yeah. we like we got no choice but to accept it. So we yeah, you know, just just grit the teeth and maybe maybe um, the coach and the the leadership group use this as a little bit of extra fire for the players because you know the the whole the whole thing of. Um, they're up against it. Yeah, we're the, yeah. you know we're as a we're, bit of we're, underdog yeah, mentality. We're a, good, yeah. we're a good team, but you know everyone out there is is um, you know laughing at us. That is, we keep is, complaining yeah, about is, yeah, this. Is wanting wanting yeah. and 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 there's a larger percentage of fans for the other team. Um, yeah, so really playing on that underdog um, element, and there's going to be an element of. Uh, the younger players in that in the team, possibly um, benefiting from that because you know, younger players like to play with limited pressure on themselves. So, if you just say, "Oh, you know, we're kind of the underdogs in this game," just go for it. Just you know, release the shackles and just go. Yeah. The boys will, you know, respond. The, hopefully, the wolf pack is, um, <laughs> you know, circling and just. Is ravenous. Mm. And our house is rocking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the energies, <laughs> the energies are flowing. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, grind Myers. Uh, yeah, we're just saying the wolf back there. I'm just picturing grind Myers. <laughs> yeah, finals upcoming. Unleash Atkins onto Pendlebury tackle. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, see what happens. Good stuff. Come come the weekend though. But but guys, I do have a, a confession to make. I know. And yeah, so we started season. We did organise some uh, some Kindle Cloud prizes in the form <laughs> of uh, Supercoach material, which we'll be giving away over the next coming week. I may have forgot to loophole of the captain <laughs> in one of, one of our finals games, finals games. <gasps> which has potentially cost us yeah. giving out prizes. <laughs> is, that, is that a rookie mistake there? Or is it, is it mismanagement from the... It's the, tanking. You're being the, investigated uh, for tanking. From the coach. <laughs> I'm the one that actually made them introduce the buy. Yeah, Paris. Yeah. Paris. Yeah. Paris. Just tanking for the number one draft pick next year. <laughs> As a result, though, for Kidney Cladder fans, there's some good news coming your way. Yeah. There's more prizes. <laughs> so look out for that over the next few, over the next week. We'll be distributing that on our pages. Uh, also, we've had some... Um, tallied votes that have come yes. in Jake yes. I understand well, <clears throat> each week we've been doing our cat of the week yep so and, we've been and, yeah uh, doing every the, every every cat rated as well every, every cat rated yeah. so the so, rankings so is, this this week we've had a bit of awards come in obviously yep. the AA yep just recently uh, Tim Kelly's award best young player best young player even though he's not well. young the best young 40 yeah. year old man but um <laughs> patrick dangerfield got uh abc grandstands player of the year mm. which they vote three two one on votes so maybe a little bit pre that in for the mm. upcoming uh cloud at cat of the year winner or yeah. the or brown low the cloud low so, so how was essentially the the cloud low as yep. we're, we're calling it. Yep. The, the 2019 Canadian Clouder Cat of the Year. H- how is this? So drawn? the rankings, are, every player gets ranked out of 10 each week. And it's not out of 10 for their total performance. It's how they performed their role. So right. as an example, I gave you guys before we started recording, Tom Atkins, you know, he scored a lot of, you know, sevens and eights. Um because he was, you know, getting like 10 tackles and, and you know, 10 disposals pretty much. Um, he was performing his role really well, which is tackling pressure. He wouldn't get votes in a, in a more in the brown low. No, standard. No, um, you would scroll right past him if you're looking at his stats. You'd be like, eh, nine disposals. And but, then what we've, yeah, but what we're yeah. wanting is we're wanting the players to play their role because yeah. it's about the collective, I guess. That's correct. Right. So it's not just out of 10 for their total game, but it's out of 10 for how they perform their role. So okay. I've yeah. got the um the top five yeah. in All right. the... Ol and I actually have no idea This is um, who is the top five or who is the, the best young players. Yeah. This, is our, this is our <laughs> as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So finishing, finishing fifth. Wait, uh, oh. Little halt. 
little Grand Hulk. Um, predictions out. Oh yes, who, yeah, who, yeah, who yeah. Sorry, sorry. Who we'll do? We'll do best first year player first. Best we were discussing this before. And so this doesn't include Clapper. This doesn't include, say, a Mark O'Connor. Who, but yeah, after yeah, played. Yeah. First well, yeah. First actual season at the club. Whether you've played previous games. Yeah. Before, but yeah, first okay. season at Geelong playing this year. It's got to be. It's got to be between Brian Myers and Tom Atkins. Well, I uh, off of there, I went with uh, Brian Myers as my selection for first year player. So we'll see. I think you had a slightly differing opinion. Yeah. Did you, you write Atkins? Atkins the bull. He's been great. He's been, he's just been getting better before his injury. Been, uh, I'm going go with Atkins. Yeah. Who is uh, Jake's? Who is Jake's? Jake's who is not in? So yeah. Probably. Who is Kenny Clowder's best first year player of 2019? 117 votes. T Atkins <laughs> taking it okay. from Grand Myers on 113 Ooh. votes. So it was close. Wow. Um, Luke Dalhouse actually scored 150 votes. But it's not exactly a first year play. He's first at the club, yeah. First year with Geelong, yeah. Yeah. So Tom Atkins, congratulations. Had a had a great year. Um, been really good all year. Pretty consistent, playing his role really well. And like I said, yeah, he's got lots of like sevens, eights, a couple like threes and fours. Yeah. But lots of them are pretty like around six, seven, eight. So pretty consistent. And also having been injured as well. Yeah, he's missed a couple games. Yeah. So so it's a pretty good, pretty good effort. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Top five Top in the five. in the total rankings. All right. Oh, who are we picking for number one? No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna go okay. because you've already guessed. But all right. So finishing fifth yes. on 155 I'm votes. On go on. Gary Ablett. Gaz has Ooh. finished fifth. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Finishing fourth. Your vote on 159 no. votes. Mitch Duncan oh, has finished fourth. Stiff. Oh, okay. Robbed. All right. So you're in the top oh. three. Okay. So finishing third, there's a little bit of a jump here now. So finishing third on 166 votes, Patrick Dangerfield Ooh, Dangerfield. has finished third. Wow. On 167 votes, so one I'm above ahead. Dangerfield. Tim Kelly. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I said I've been teasing you guys. I've been saying you won't pick who it is with your first three guesses. So, so there's no no it's danger, not Dangerfield, no TK, it's not Duncan, it's no not Duncan, Kelly. Who I, yeah. I, I thought I was assuming for Duncan. Yeah. So another little jump. Boys. Winning by five votes. 172. I should have no idea now. <laughs> Tom. Stuart. <laughs> you thought yeah. I was going to say Hawkins. <laughs> you were like, what? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Tom Stewart has won it. Um, he's, he's blitzed the field. And, yeah, like I said, you wouldn't have guessed who would have won it in, you know, the first three picks. And, yeah, he was first. He's just has been, um, consistent yeah, every yeah, every consistent, single week. Consistent. Yeah, has yeah, done his bit. And, and double know, AA. Double AA. Australian again this, this yeah. season. Yep. Yeah, well, well-deserved result. So, um, yeah. Tom will be contacting you <laughs> with with the prize, and we'll try and get some uh, correspondence with you. But yeah, congratulations! He's been very good, and like you said, second All Australian in a row this year in his third season, and has been fantastic every single week. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of what he can do in final. So exactly, a great member of the the leadership group as Absolutely. well down down yeah. the Tats and potential a... Mark of the Year nominee as well. Oh, that was, that was incredible! <laughs> that was incredible. Just on the Brownlow stand, yeah, still remember that, yeah. Um, yeah, oh, you, you just throwing me off <laughs> is there. That, is, yeah. that a, is that a footy card moment for the potentially? Yeah, I re- yeah I reckon that would uh, would end up on a on so, a footy card. Um, liver on the was he jumped on liver? Yeah, it was on liver. Liver yeah, airways. Was on liver. Yeah. So just the the final ranking. So Stewart first, Tim Kelly, Dangerfield, Duncan, Ablett, Dalhouse, hmm? Blitzarves, Hawkins, Selwood, Taylor, Tom Watkins, Stanley. Myers, Guthrie, and that's pretty much your top 10 or 12. So there was a lot of players that, you know, missed a couple of games or mm. were playing very specific, you know, role-based 
um, positions like Kolodash, and you'd think played a lot of games. Yeah. Um, but you know his his role on locking down on like a medium sized forward is is pretty hard. And some weeks he did really well. Some weeks they'd kick you know naturally you know two three four goals. So it's hard to give them votes based on their role if they're not you know nullifying their their yeah, player. Similar to a, a Jack Henry, I noticed a lot. Yeah. Throughout the year, you were um, making. Comparisons between the two of them, and and, that, and that that's a good example too. So Jack Henry had like heaps of like seven and eight games, but he had heaps of like two and three games too. So it, it just sort of averaged out to mm. a yeah like a five every week. <laughs> Tom Stewart, it is yeah. Mm-hmm. So the king of South Bar. I, I was um I was rattled when when I read it out. It was like no Stewart, like he's he's up there, but Dangerfield will come back. Oh Stewart's oh he's won it all right so yeah well, you knew my prediction was Mitch Duncan Mitch Duncan beforehand yeah. and I was I was Close. confident that yeah. it was going to be Mitch Duncan because yeah. I think he's had a stellar season yep um yeah yeah Stewart fantastic and right. and you mentioned um, the All Australian as well we shouldn't gloss over that that there was four mm. cats who made your All Australian team so Dangerfield on the half forward flank Tim Kelly on the wing Stewart in the back pocket and Hawkins at full forward. Um, Noticing the goal assists. Yes, and I think that is absolutely justified too. Um, There was a stat that I saw on Twitter. If you add the goals kicked and the goal assists from a full forward, Hawkins was in front by about two or three goals. So he contributed to the most. combined goals and goal assists. I believe, I think second was... uh, I think think it was Cameron just below him by a couple. I think it was. Yeah, um, Ben Brown only had like five ben goal Brown assists for the whole season. Yeah, for the whole season, he's kicked bags and bags, yeah. but doesn't doesn't provide the goal yeah. assists. And there so, was the, yeah. the argument of like, you know, Ben Brown should have been in because you know, full forward, that's the job is to kick goals. But I think it's more than that nowadays. Mm, like, changed. you know, Ruckman's the, roles the have become role, yeah. Role has this, just shown that. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, he's he's more than just a full forward. He's mm. and that whole Richmond more game of a style. complete player. Yeah, and, um, able to. Uh, you know, distribute with his field kicking because, like, yeah. it's not always going to be the case where the, the the you know full forward leads in a straight line, takes the markers, back kicks the goal. Yeah, and the, and the people complaining about Ben Ben Brown, I actually, you know, Jack Darling got in the team and and he kicked a few bags against you know lower rated teams, and I thought it was very fifty fifty split between Darling and and Ben Brown, but. I saw the stats for the free kicks as well, which I showed you guys, and Ben Brown had 44 free kicks for the season. Tom Hawkins had 13. Mm. Jeremy Cameron had 20. So, yeah. Gaz. You know, pretty much Ben Brown to... gets a lot of goals from free kicks. <laughs> but Gaz, can you stiff to miss out? Yeah, I, I thought Gaz was stiff to miss out. The... Charlie Cameron, and if you want to put Michael Walters into the, the small, small forward category. Yeah. Gaz is very stiff to miss out, maybe. Well, considering they named a bench of four midfielders, mm. Pendlebury, Yo, Gorn, and one other who I've forgotten, but it was a midfielder. Yeah. I, I, and I know, that's why people sort of disregard the All-Australian anyway, because the winger position never gets, you know, wingers never get put in there. I think they put Steel Sidebottom and Gaff there last year, and that was the Tim last Kelly time. Tim was placed as a winger. Yeah, like, I mean, he's an outside yeah. mid, but, like, he's not a, he's not yeah. a winger. There's a difference. Yeah. Um, but Tim yeah, you can't Tim, just think Kelly's been great. He's they, and Kelly, but he actually wasn't in my. They should 22. name the team in like as if it was to actually play, because mm. there's no way you'd have gone on the bench yeah. in, a, in a real team. And even to think that Daniel Rich didn't make yeah. the provisional forty. That's after why it's a, a bit a of a fantastic season. Yeah, career best. Yeah, probably. career best yeah. season for Daniel Rich. So it, yeah, it um, was a little bit suspect, but just just passing comment. I mean, is. Is the wingman position even a position anymore? Like, I mean, I know on paper it is, but like, how often do you? For certain teams, does a, does a yeah. player like exclusively stay? I think out I think it is more like a specific um, to a team. Like mm. that would Geelong like certain, definitely not. Yeah, given that, but like you look at like, Selwood's been playing there this season. You look at like um, Hugh McCluggage. Like Jordan Clark was playing there, and he's yeah. like an actual winger. But then yeah. they didn't do it all the time. But Hugh mm. McCluggage has like played a hundred percent wing pretty much the whole year. He's, he's, he's averaged season. like one goal a game and like 26 touches, mm. but he like genuinely would play as a wing, like waiting on the outside of packs and then, you know, getting it in. He's an absolute... Yeah, he was, a, he was like, really good. I didn't actually... <laughs> I, you know, I, I made mention in the... Um, in the group. In the yeah, he said... In the group, yeah. um, the, the Richmond game was kind of the first genuine um, indication of 
being given as yeah. to how good he actually is. Yeah, but he's sort of like Mitch Duncan too. Like he just like you look at his stats every week. Flies and he's under like, the radar. He just gets yeah. like twenty five and a goal every week. And like and, and Duncan isn't a winger, but like he's he's like that outer mid similar mm. position to McCluggage and, and sort of Tim Kelly. I thought he was going to be the winner, so I think he'll be there. Yeah. Mitch Duncan come yep. Kaji. He's been pretty consistent. As well. The Kaji's a whole different thing though, because they're the Kaji voting is like really different very compared different. to very different. it's out of very different. It it yeah, doesn't such compare a weird, to the to it's the, weird to the to the clouder. Yeah, to no, the, it doesn't. The, the <laughs> this is the most prestigious award. I mean, like when <laughs> when Tom Stewart retired, it would be like you know th- triple premiership, you know three time. <laughs> Get in your cloud, a cat of the cat of the year winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, who, who will be the first listener to edit that Wikipedia page? We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good stuff. Upcoming against Collingwood this Friday. Yep. The advantage of being in the top four, we have double chance. Which, if we lose, we'll play West Coast probably West or Coast. Essendon. So given West that Coast. it is played in Perth, probably yeah. West Coast. Yeah, looking at the emissions from Essendon at the moment, the, um, they they have a lot coming back, and we can only hope that they get it back and just give yeah, West yeah. Coast a real push. And then you know, it's it's a hope as well. It's not going to happen, but you know, mm. your hopes that they it's a closer game. They beat each other up. You know, Nat Nui's back. Like, what does that do? Does that push someone else out, or is he ready to go? Or there's mm. a few things. So we're we'll watching that game with uh, with a lot of um, care because that relates directly to us if if we lose. But obviously, the main focus is just beat Collingwood. Get the win, please. That's yeah. that's yeah. Like, we've said it all year. Like that first quarter, just win the first quarter, please. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Mm. The midfield, it will tell. Mm. Interesting to see. Whether any rain will fall on Friday, which will dictate maybe selections. We should in... just bring some buckets of water and just throw <laughs> it and then just like give us the advantage, just get on there. Get the ice bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it will be very, very interesting. Midfield battle, to be sure. Confident. Our upcoming Clatter Cat of the Week, and this is a crucial one here. Oh. A crucial one. Well, I think I stole last week. I think I won last week. I took the cherries with uh, some sparkle on the the cake. Quentin Michael taking the votes, I think. This week, I'm going going Sav on the big stage of the MCG. Sava Radigalea to light it up. (laughs) Whether it be... Via aeroplane, wow. <laughs> or whether it be crumbing and providing crunching, uh, crunching sorry, yeah. <laughs> and providing their house Myers, Atkins, and Rowan and the likes with some assistance or mm. in the rough. Sav Radigalaya. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see what real, he can do. He, I reckon he, he's got a pretty good, like, he could be like similar to what Hawkins did in the 2011 finals. Like, just he's gone big. Yeah, uh, I won't put a margin. There's no in yeah, f- finals. To... Finals. That's not too margins. So cats <laughs> to win. Yeah, we, doesn't matter we, margin. Cats we, to win, does, and yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. Margin doesn't matter. Just be yeah. in front at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll, I'm looking forward to maybe a yeah little gift produced of uh, that that smile of Gil. Maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe after. Do you like the, <laughs> the cutaway shot with Collingwood winning? It? Like they always they always cut to Eddie when Collingwood's losing. And he's just sitting there. Like, Um, that's a really interesting left of field call from from you Ro Um, uh, gutsy but I can see the merit in it because you know he has a lot of X factor and if he just unleashes somehow and has a genuine impact like he did in the Richmond game earlier in the year you know those, those five-minute bursts of, you know, mm. a couple of marks and going back and nailing your shots. If we get it in there enough, they, yeah, it could be done in a five, ten-minute spell. We kick two, three goals, and that may be the difference. The conversion is going to be the most important mm-hmm. thing, um, as has been the case for most of the year. We'll, ma- we'll, we'll likely make opportunities. It's just whether we take efficient, them or not. How efficient we are. Um, 
my selection, just based on just being absolutely cherry ripe at the moment, I would say, for finals. Mogs Creek. It's going to be, yeah. Mm. There you, yeah, <laughs> you've go. already you called it. You called it. It's the danger man. The panic so, is coming. The panic. Oh, uh, just, yes. I would I would love him to just deliver a Herculean performance. Like a three you know, goal, just 30 disposal, us, just like monster. Just carry us on his back like he does every week when, yeah, we're, when we need it. When we need it. Mm. Um, finals is, is, you know, the time when you want your champions and your heroic players doing what they're meant to be doing um you know on the big stage in the arena so unleash the gladiator he is the man in the arena most weeks and um hopefully he can deliver a match winning performance um, or something that just you know these match moments, influencing performance yeah, that would that's probably the the right word mm. in the sense because you don't want him to be the only no one you who does you, it. you want him to just lead lead yeah. us not win yeah. it for us it shouldn't be left to one uh, yeah <laughs> um, but yes I'll be looking for him <laughs> just 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 win the game just yeah. win the game yeah. um, so cats to, yeah cats to win no margins involved. Just be in front at the end. Um, and then just we move on from from there and continue the roller coaster of the year. Jake, final comments before <laughs> the first final to kick off. Upcoming Clatter Cat of the Week. Ro, I see your Brady Grundy in the rough and I raise you, Reece Stanley. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That is a he played a wild deck there. Is yeah. the key to our final series not just this game if he can hit form not even hit form he just needs to break even just well break even against Grundy but he just needs to just try his guts out and give us everything he's got he doesn't need to kick two goals every game he just needs to not let a ruckman overtake him and Mm. we lose in the ruck yeah he's he's probably our most important pivotal finals uh, player yeah, yeah. A, a, or that position but if Reese is in there now he's got to do a good job or or we're toast especially with players like Grundy and if we lose and we've got Nick Nat next week and if we win then you know we're coming up against Solder or potentially Nan Curvis or Steph Martin one of these guys that they're all top tier and it's a very important spot so um, I, I'm actually I'm not I'm not reasonably confident mm. I'm I'm confident that we can win yeah and i want us to win very badly so i'm i'll be there we'll we'll be going up i'm riled up now (laughs) i'm not gonna sleep until friday but um yeah i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy this one because i haven't been to a heap of finals so and the ones i've been to we've we've lost (laughs) we should enjoy it and yeah we may have to get on to Ring ring V line tomorrow. Jack. Yeah, and get them to do some more trains because they're not putting any more trains on for people. It's crazy. No <laughs> current express trains no. that are at and no extra services. Yeah. So start so. walking today, Geelong fans, <laughs> and you'll get there by Friday. <laughs> yeah. But you know, far and away or overall, these are the moments, and you know, this is the time of year that you play for as yep. a team. Um. This is, the, this is the period that everyone gets excited about. Um, you know, this next month is um, when careers can be, uh, the, you know, totally vindicated or, um, you know, players rise to the challenge. The um, cream. Yeah, cream rising to the top, these sorts of things. Um, surprise performances, X-Factor games, all these... Uh, you know the moments winning the matches, oh. as we've as we've mentioned in, the moments uh, in uh, in previous um, episodes and in last season. How last how right in, up for review, how yeah. important uh, you know individual moments are, and most of the time you can pick when those moments are and whether whether the team has grasped the moment or whether they've let it slip. Um, most fans can pick that can pick when that is and pick, you know, an important period. Um, and so hopefully, you know, Geelong takes its chances when when they arise, because they will arise. 
um, and hopefully we can limit Collingwood's chances. Um, and just, yeah, just generally win the game. Not necessarily by all means necessary, but, um, you know, we want to put uh, our best foot forward and just um, okay. ideally win in a, con- in a convincing fashion. That's the that's the good thing, but you know, finals takes a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff that you learn throughout the year out of the equation, and sometimes you just you just win dirty, and it's and it's that type of game. So, EJ West Bulldogs, EJ yeah. Richmond, yep. So Chaos. Footy sometimes it's just a scrap, and like you is. said, oh, you're you're in front when the siren goes, and that's all that matters. Doesn't matter by how much because percentage doesn't matter, and you just get there. Hmm. Insert Tom Atkins bump. Oh, on that note, let's get pumped for Friday. Let's do the it. Best club slogan. I'm very excited. All Cats fans, stand proud. Go Catters. Go boys. Go Cats.